Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to this Beer Guys Radio Extra. We are live at 420 Fest in Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta, Georgia. We're talking to Nick Knock and Nick Burgoyne. They're brewers with Sweetwater Brewing Company. They're going to tell us about the Sweetwater experience at 420 Festival and some of the unique and interesting brews you can try here. Let's listen in. 420 Fest attendees, come join us in the Sweetwater Experience tent. We're about to go live with Nick Knock and Nick B of Sweetwater Brewing. We're going to talk about all these unique beers you can get in the Experience tent today and what's going on with Sweetwater. So, Nick and Nick, thanks so much for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers. So we're sipping some of the beers here today. So the Sweetwater Experience tent, uh, a little variation from the typical Sweetwater. What's the Experience tent all about? Well, the Experience Tent, the idea behind it is a place where you can come during the festival and basically get a Sweetwater beer, but the idea behind it is this is the only place you can get the Sweetwater beer. So we've kind of, there are some of the beers here that you can get at the brewery, but for the most part, these are just the hard-to-find Sweetwaters. The hard-to-find, we've got some uh, limited editions, collaborations that we've done here. Uh, we've got some stuff from the Woodlands and that, so... Uh, you guys ready for three days of this? We're just on the front end of 420 Fest here. The very beginning, gates just opened recently. Can you guys hang for three days? I started last night. Oh, four days. So that, that's <laughs> the answer there. He's ready to go too. already. Absolutely. So, uh, so even though this is a Sweetwater event, a lot of the attendees here are here more for the music. And uh, they, they aren't really here for the beer. So for those that have maybe only know Sweetwater a little bit, probably from the IPA or 420, your hoppier offerings, what's something that may surprise them that they could get here in the experience tent? Uh, I guess I'll take that one. Um, so we're going to uh, be pushing the Woodlands pretty hard. We got several um, variants of Cambium, which is our first release out of the Woodlands. Uh, Fooder, uh, Fooder beer, um, aged on American Oak Fooders for about a year, and uh, we've been having fun with that beer, just seeing uh, how many ways we can twist it, and uh, that's a good one. We also have these Corsair barrels um, that are full of different Woodlands beers. One has a Berliner, which is not technically a Woodlands beer, but um, interesting nonetheless. A little tart, um, and yeah, we're just going to be over here, and uh, if you get some time between uh, music and the regular beers out there you want to like try something new get blown away come check us out so nick you mentioned fooders and us beer geeks all know what those are but for the folks here that may have not experienced a fooder beer uh, what exactly is that okay so a fooder is basically a a tank that's made of, of wood instead of a uh, stainless steel it's about the same size as like a normal it would be more like a bright tank i guess but um, so what we do in the fooders is we impart a little bit of oak flavor, but more so we, um, want to kind of, uh, corral our bacteria and, and, uh, wild yeast sort of in the wood. And once, 
once we get that you know good funk in the wood, then we'll just be continuously just topping off, um, like throwing beer in there and taking it out, and it's going to get more and more complex, more interesting, um, and. Uh, so kind of a sustainable flavor colony, if you will. Exactly, the yeah. I mean, that's that's what that's the one good thing about wood that not a lot of people think about. It's not really just for the for the wood character. It's also to yeah corral the microbes because of the porous. So that wood. sounds like that's kind of the benefit versus you get the volume of fermenting in stainless tanks, but right. you get the I guess ecosystem harboring of wood to keep your keep your culture going right in there, right? So I've heard some of these cultures, some barrels in other areas, they're hundreds of years old, some of them. They keep topping them off and putting new beers in. So if you maintain it right, you can use this for a long, long time, Absolutely. Correct? Yeah, that's the idea. Awesome. Now, uh, Nick, you did a lot of collaborations. Nick Knock, a lot of collaborations yep. for this. And we're, I'm sipping one right now. We had a little miscommunication before the interview. We were going to have Paul from Bearded Iris on here, uh, but uh, instead we have the awesome Nick B with instead. us to talk, so we're good to go, but we're sipping the beer you made with Paul with Bearded Iris. Yep. It's called MMV. MMV. So is this is 2005? Is that, is that the MMV? MMV is actually really cool. Paul gave birth to his son four days before he came down and uh, brewed the beer with us, and his son is named Magnus. I'm not sure about his middle name, but it starts with an M. And last name Vaughn. Okay. So there's the MMV is named after his four-day-old son. Awesome. That's great. Now, the beer Magnus is... Magnus is a pretty cool name, too. Yeah, right. Magnus. It is. It's for it's real. Magnus Vaughn. You'd never, you'd never mess with him, would you? That's so. right. He's already a star. I mean, he's gonna, he has to go to Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. So the beer is an Italian Pilsner, which is, is something I'm not really familiar with, Nick. What exactly is an Italian Pilsner? I wasn't too familiar with it either. It's uh, something that Paul came up with, and I, he... Before he had his son, he traveled for a bit, and my guess was, I know he went to Europe, so my guess was he probably spent some time in Italy and had some Pilsners, and basically what I could get out of it was just a very light, refreshing, crisp, yet hoppy Pilsner, so that's what we were going after, um, and we played with a, a hop called Styrian Wolf, which we've never played with before. It's a German hop, so along the noble sense, and you know, Italian kind of, so um, it was cool. Doing a beer that we've never done, playing with hops that we've never played with before. And I think it came out pretty good. What do you think? I think it's great. I'm enjoying it. It's got, you know, you have that crispness and palate refreshing taste of a Pilsner. But it's got the typical Sweetwater. Sweetwater has a character. You yes. know a Sweetwater hoppy beer when you drink it. Uh, so it's got the nice hop profile. It's from the uh, stainless fermenters. Kind of like what Nick was saying with the fooder. We don't clean them. So it just picks up. It's like a barbecue grill. You know, you, you never yeah. clean the grill. You just a cast iron one. skillet. Yeah. <laughs> seasoned. It's, it's like They're a, seasoned stainless tanks. It's right? kind of like yeah. a coffee cup in the military where they never clean it out. And the just darker it gets, it going, the, right? the higher prestige it is. I don't know yeah. about flavor, but. Uh, now, Nick, outside of the brewers, you actually did a couple of other cool collabs with people that may not normally get to do collaboration brews. So you did one with, I believe, Crosby Hot Farms. Did one with Crosby. That's the one I'm drinking right now. Um, Crosby is a hop. Can I have some of your beer, Nick? Can I drink some of that one? All right. Sure. You want some herpes? Yes, um, thanks. <laughs> More herpes? So Crosby, we've been working with them for years, and uh, they're a great, great bunch of people to work with, and they're getting bigger and bigger, much like Sweetwater. And uh, so it's great to grow together, and one of the things that they're doing is they're now procuring New Zealand hops. So these have three different New Zealand. This beer has three different New Zealand hops. And it's really juicy. What do you think? You like it? I think it's great. Yeah. Very good. It's yeah, got absolutely. Raku. Uh, what, 
Wakita. I want to say, I'm not sure if Wakita is right, but it's something like that. And then uh, Southern Cross. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think it's really good. This is, uh, I had this for the first time yesterday, and I had a glass, and I walked away, and but I walked maybe 50 feet, and I was just like, man, I need another one. Like, I had to turn around and get another <laughs> one. It's just like, so sticks you, to you. You said you had this one for the first time yesterday. You guys did a lot of collabs and stuff for this. And do you ever have a beer that once it hits the taps, you never get to try it? You make it, but there's just too much going on to try I'd like it. to say no. <laughs> yeah. But um, it may have happened. Probably. But I try not to make that happen. Gotcha. Awesome. Now, and uh, did a collaboration with one of your maltsters, too, correct? We did. Riverbend. Riverbend. So we wanted to showcase the malt on that, obviously, because they're providing the malt, and we just wanted to showcase their quality malts. So we did a, a double brown. Which, as you know, browns are not very, I mean, they could be, but they're not really hop forward. So, basically, we use their Munich, their rye, and um, their two-row. And I think it came out really nice. We did add some uh, brown malt to it just to make it a brown. So, it's got some roasting and some chocolate character to it, but the rye really comes out nice and spicy. Browns aren't too hoppy until sweet water. That's yeah, just right. And then we've done the hash awesome. brown. Yeah, right. we've done a couple of exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah, when you started talking about hoppy browns or thinking about hoppy browns, I'm like, oh, sweet water. Yeah. Sweet water. Yeah, I we dry hop to stout. How many people dry hop stouts? It's crazy, man. <laughs> crazy. So, uh, on the, the malts, Nick, there's not been a lot of attention paid other than looking at uh, what the exact malt is. Hey, this is two-row. This is pale and that. And I'm seeing more people explore with kind of the the origin, the terroir of the malts and looking at specialty monsters, craft monsters and that. Do you think we're going to see more people paying more attention to those Definitely. limited and specialty malts? The Riverbend, for example, um, I believe they're five, maybe six years old now. Uh, we've worked with them in the past and we're watching them grow. Uh, they're in Asheville, so they are playing with a couple of the big boys up there. Um, I was just down, well, saw you at Arches and I was talking to Justin, right. the brewer there, and uh, they're playing with it. So, the malt is getting around, and, you know, just the the craft malt, you know, they they take care of it, you know, it's hands-on, so. That's, I was talking to those guys at Arches Brewing, and it's not like starting a small craft brewery, you know, especially in Georgia, here our laws change, you can open and serve from your brewery now, so some smaller guys can open, but even to do small batches of malt, you need a lot of space to do that, so it's hard to have, you know, a craft or, you know, boutique kind of monster there, so. Definitely, and it's probably an easy thing to screw up, too. So you right. really got to be on top of it. Yeah. So, Nick B., I want to talk some about this cambium and that. And, uh, Brian, I know you're a fan as well. So uh, cambium is one of the beers we talked about that was aged, yep. you know, that you had as a bottle release. It was, it was previewed in the woodlands in the bar there and made it out to a bottle release. Fantastic wild ale, just really good. And something I was excited to see on the beer list today is you have some fruited variants. Yep. Of the cambium. So tell us about those. What do we got there? Uh, so we got we got a tangerine version, we have a mango version, and we have a passion fruit version. And it was just kind of uh, just wanted to show the uh, ver like versatility of that beer. And um, I mean, we've actually used it for blending at the brewery. Um, we've you know made variants of it. Um, so it's it's really a utility beer. We use it for like you know a lot of different things. Um, but it really just came about, um, like, our, it was our first real kind of go at a, you know, mixed fermentation on a large scale in the brewery, and uh, just completely worked out in our favor. And uh, so we're, 
think we're gonna probably try and look at uh, replicating it, you know, as best we can through blending and, you know, just basically doing the same thing we did before. Um, but, you know, from there, I can see it. Uh, I can see one of these one of these variants, um, you know, being making it to the forefront. But it's also our base beer in the woodlands. So, you know, um, Cherry Pit and Pendulum. Um, through the brambles, which is about to come out, all the same base beer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the base off of those, right? Uh-huh. So that cherry pit and pendulum is, is fantastic. That it's was wonderful. Good. That was, that's, that, through the brambles was as well. So. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And the brambles round two is about to hit here pretty soon. Um, okay. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting. Turned out great this year. We did a little bit differently. Um, we actually, this one came out of an American oak fooder, and last year we just had... Um, white wine barrels and we actually fruited the barrels uh, last year so it's a little bit nicer having a larger volume and not have to uh, you know take right. small strain out there. all of those yeah. uh, blackberries yeah not so fun I got a taste of that uh, that passion fruit cambium just before this that's really good is that something we're likely to possibly see at some point in bottles maybe I or mean, maybe just on the tap room maybe yeah the- I like changing it up I like having variety over there and you know playing around with different fruits and stuff um Ultimately, I guess we'll see how it goes here. If uh, you know people are liking it, we kill those kegs. Then, yeah, I guess there'll be more where that came There's from. There's a man. More will come out, right? Yeah. yeah, the Woodlands is a great breeding ground. So, I mean, come to the Woodlands, taste the beer, drink the beer. If you like it and it goes quick, then that's telling us, hey, maybe we need to pack exactly. some more. You know, speaking of that, drinking this, this is relatively new, Nick. Your hatchery at the at the Sweetwater Brewery to where you do. Uh, was it going last year at 420 Fest? How long has the hatchery been? The hatchery is hatching? pushing two years. Okay. Uh, we got it last, in two Mays ago, we got it. Okay, so but the hatchery, you, you have several, you have a small batch brew house, you have small batch fermenters, so there's some stuff that makes it out into the tap room that people may not see in the market, and occasionally they graduate to a release, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, so we got it two years ago, so basically we were pushing 20 years old at Sweetwater, and we started out with a 25-barrel brew house, then a 50-barrel brew house, then a 400-barrel brew house, and then we got a 5-barrel brew house. That makes so sense. We went backwards. That's so logical. Yeah. The reverse pilot system <laughs> plan there. But right. the cool thing about the hatchery is uh, that's like where the brewers get to play. So whenever there's some free time, which is few and far between, but they will put together a recipe, and they will come, and they will brew the beer that they like. Um, and then from there, it will go to the bar as part of the hatchery series. And if, once again, like the Woodlands, if people come and enjoy the beer and they say, man, I really wish I could get this outside of the place, then there's a good chance that it's going to make it to the big guy. And once it goes to the big guy, it's going to go be part of the hatchery series and it's going to go into our tackle box. And we do that roughly about four times a year. And I know I've tried. There was a chocolate milk stout that came out. that We did a chocolate milk stout. As a matter of fact, that is going to the World Beer Championship. And hopefully it nice. comes home with a medal in about two weeks. Awesome. Excellent. Well, that, that reminds me of something. I was, I was thinking the other night, uh, you said brewers playing on that system. If you were making a beer just for yourself or just something fun to, to drink alone, and I was thinking because we have a lot of people that homebrew and, and listen, like if you were to, to do a smash, a single malt, single hot beer, just to consume privately for the heck of it, whether it be for experimentation or just because you have an idea in mind, what would that be? Do you have a thought on that? Uh, not really. Um, I tell you, if I had to do it, you know, it would probably be, a single malt's a tough one. 
But it would you prob- can cheat. I, I, I'll allow it. I would probably do a really hoppy wheat, and with that, I would go. I don't know. I like Amarillo a lot. Um, maybe Centennial. Centennial and Amarillo. All okay. wheat and Amarillo. That's what he's brewing up there. Man. I actually so. want to try that. Yeah, I want you to do it. that so exactly. I can try it now. So, well. Uh, Nick B, one more question for you that we haven't discussed here. Something that's kind of new over the last year with the Woodlands is the Woodlands Circle. And uh, we've been talking about that a good deal on the Beer Guys radio show. We actually gave away a membership to the Woodlands Circle this week. We some did. guy in South Dakota? Some guy. It wasn't, but we did get South Dakota <laughs> work. We have listeners in South Dakota now. So That's awesome. Uh, but the, the Circle Beer Club, what's that about, Nick? All right, so the Circle Beer, like the Woodlands is already a completely kind of experimental, you know, side of Sweetwater. So this is like even more so. So what I'm doing is getting, you know, barrels that are, you know, hard to come by, expensive, wouldn't be feasible on a larger scale. And just to kind of experiment, see, you know, how that wood takes to those beers. Um you know, do things, basically just do things that we couldn't really do on a larger scale and just, uh, you know, some off-the-wall stuff. Um, you know, the first one was like a double-barrel um, imperial stout um, cognac and bourbon barrels. So I have a question about, that's probably my favorite of the releases so far. It's been the pretty popular, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the flavors were... Imperial Stout with chocolate, tangerine, tangerine lactose, vanilla, and lactose. Vanilla, vanilla. So was that by chance conceived at last year's 420 Fest? Because it seems like a little 420 <laughs> action might have been involved with uh, those flavors there. So. I mean, possibly. You never know. It was actually kind of going for one of those, uh, like, chocolate oranges. Chocolate orange, right. That you get, you know, um, which I think we got it on the aroma. The thing was just so boozy. You really, it's yeah. hard to get past that, but and it was also complex. We opened yeah. one recently, and uh, I mean, it's, I see all those flavors. I'm like, this sounds crazy, but they come together extremely well. It's really yeah, nice. that. Yeah, so outside of that, um, did a tequila barrel-aged Goza, which was one of my more favorite ones. Um, super, also mine. Very, uh, I mean, it's pretty straightforward for the stuff I'm doing in the club. Um, right. Because, uh, you know, other things like... The one after that was like a supposed to be kind of a blackberry mint julep, sort of. So blackberry base, uh, bourbon, sherry pungens, and I added With mint some and mint lime. in there, right? Mint okay. and lime, yeah. So yeah, it's basically just kind of a barrel circus. Uh, you know, a lot of like clubs like that tend to stick to you know one sort of variety, but I think I'm doing like you know two or three, like three or four different types of wood in this series so and just kind of seeing what uh you know what's good and you know what's uh we still need to work on right and these are really small batch i think i saw all of them are running at or under like 600 bottles total on yeah these releases. it's extremely low it's like usually two barrels like actual full-size barrels you know around three and a half like beer barrels so it's uh it's super, super small. I mean, we're hoping to grow it, but, you know, right now it's fine. Um, just being like a small little thing that we do to have fun with. And, you know, we're going to keep doing that. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll gain some traction. And we'll kind of narrow it down, too, to find our style, you know, like what we want to really put out more than others. But right now I just kind of want to run the gambit and try everything at first and just see what sticks and uh 
you know, go from there. Go check it out. So if you're in Atlanta, Georgia, and you want to check out the Woodlands, you have a tap room connected right to the OG Sweetwater Brewery there down at the other end. And a total different experience as far as the tap rooms go. So we were talking about those fooders earlier. If you want to see them, go to the Woodlands. Yep. Lined up there, and you can try all these unique beers we've been talking about. Yep, that's true. Some of them we have here today, and then we have some that we didn't bring that are Woodlands only. Then, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, these here too. So awesome. I always thought it's fun when you get you go there on certain tours on certain days where pe- we've actually gotten to taste some of uh, of the beer in the fooders a little bit, and that's always a lot of fun. That's Getting always to fun. Try it right from the barrel. Guys right like you coming fooder. through. Yeah. yeah, I mean. You know, a lot of industry people coming through wanting to check it out because, I mean, it is it's a beautiful space, you know, gorgeous fooders. Um, we also have a huge cooperage of, of barrels, too, so um, it's really interesting. We have a lot, a lot of variety there, a lot of uh, tools to play with, so. Very cool. So, guys, I'm going to ask a question here that, Nick B., I think I know your answer already, but... What act are you looking forward to most here at 420 Fest this weekend? <laughs> oh, is that not already obvious? Is that, uh, it, it kind of little, is. Humphreys McGee? It's a little band called Humphreys McGee. All right. Looking forward to seeing that. Nick Knock, how about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm across the board. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. I've never seen Sturgill. Um, I wanted to see what all the hype's about, see if he can live up to it. I'm sure he will. Um, I saw String Cheese last night, so I'm expecting another good show tonight. Tedeschi and Trucks, that's always going to be a good time. Humphreys will be a great time. Um, Wolfpack, I mean, they're all going to be good. All good stuff. You it's know, we heard uh, String Cheese doing a little sound check earlier. Man, they're rocking rocking that sound check big time. A really elaborate sound check, like right. multiple song sound check. Yeah, I've never heard great. anything like so. it. Nick, Nick, anything else you want folks to know about Sweetwater or the Woodlands here? Happy 420 Fest. Happy 420. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of your festival. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cheers. We're Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. We're with Beer Guys Radio. We've been talking to Nick Knock and Nick Burgoyne of Sweetwater Brewing, talking about the experience tent, Brian, and all these amazing beers available in here. So if you're at the festival, come over, check it out, try some unique Sweetwater beer. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.